Well, this morning, um, we're going to take just a couple of minutes, just a little bit of time, um, to wrap up the letter to the Philippians. And I love that a lot of our themes that we've had over the last 12 weeks sort of coincide with some of the things that we've heard this morning about Pastor Karen's faithful service to the Lord. Um, so yeah, we're here. We're finally at the end of Philippians. Um, and when I introduced this book about 12, 12 weeks ago, I gave it the nickname The Joy Letter. So we've got our joy, joyful balloons flying in the air up on our screen again today. Um, and we nicknamed it that because Paul uses the words joy or rejoice 16 times in just four chapters. And all the while, he's in prison. <laughs> How can he be so joyful and be so um, excited while he's in prison, likely in Rome? Well, Paul sent this letter primarily as a missionary thank you note. And so it makes sense to me that when we are grateful, we are also joyful, right? That Paul was grateful for the Philippians, that also brought him joy. And so today I'm just going to summarize three themes that we've discussed this fall in our study, and then I want to leave us with some encouragement as we close Philippians, for now. I'm not saying we'll never go to Philippians again, right? Um, but we're going to close Philippians for now and then focus on the joy of Christmas over the next couple of weeks. So the number one theme that I want to remind us of is that Jesus isn't done with us yet. There were multiple times throughout this study of Philippians that we mentioned or said, if we're still living on this earth, if we're still breathing, then we have work to do. Paul writes in chapter 1, verses 21 through 24, For to me, to live is Christ, and to die is gain. If I am to go on living in the body, this will mean fruitful labor for me. Yet what shall I choose? I do not know. I am torn between the two. I desire to depart and be with Christ, which is better by far. But it is more necessary for you that I remain in the body. Don't we all sometimes feel a little bit torn between the two? <laughs> torn between here and heaven. Paul writes also in Philippians that our citizenship is in heaven. And so I think sometimes that makes us feel a little bit out of sorts here on earth. When, when we've come to know Christ, it can feel a little bit uncomfortable still living and dwelling here on earth. I read one pastor recently say that in the hardships of this life, it's okay if we're homesick. Because our home is not here. Our home is with Jesus. So it's okay that we're homesick sometimes. But even so, Paul writes in chapter 3, verses 12 through 14, Not that I've already obtained all this or already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what's behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. And so that goal is Jesus, right? And eternity with him. But while we're still here, 
we continue to serve him and we continue to listen for his direction and his voice. And Paul reminds us that more is ahead. And he says we can leave the past behind. And this is hard to do, but we've talked about it a little bit during our time in this book. We can leave the past behind, which includes our sin, but it also includes our past accomplishments, right? We don't work just for a reward or to pat ourselves on the back. We can even forget or, or put to the side our accomplishments so that we continue to let Jesus do more in and through our lives. He's not done with us yet. Yeah. The second theme that we kind of heard throughout the book of Philippians was to live in unity, caring for one another. So just as a reminder, unity is not uniformity. Okay, I'll say that again. Unity is not uniformity. There are lots of times, not necessarily here in Philippians, but lots of times throughout the Bible and even in Paul's own letters where we see highlighted that each one of us is made uniquely that we are to use our uniqueness and who we are to glorify God. But that doesn't mean that we work separate from one another. God still works with us together in unity. And so our unity comes from the fact that we're all saved by the grace of God. Amen. And that each one of us is equally and desperately, desperately, <laughs> in need of Jesus' saving power. Yes. And if we don't see that, then uh, we need to revisit our, our first love. We need to go back and remember that moment when Jesus saved us and we realized how deeply in need we were of him. Um, we need to look in the mirror. What's that thing where if you point the finger at somebody else, you've got three, three fingers pointing back at you. We need to look in the mirror sometimes and remind ourselves that we're desperately in need of Jesus. Amen. And that's what unifies all of us. And then also in unity and caring for one another, we looked at generosity, not only in our time and our finances, but in our love for one another. And we saw that in this church and with Paul, there was a sharing that was going on. There was a sharing of personnel, um, and there was mentorship and relationship going on between these people. The Philippians, they sent a, um, this man named Epaphroditus to, to Paul to comfort him in prison. And then Paul, he writes them back, and he says, I'm giving Epaphroditus back to you, and also I'm hoping that someday soon I can send Timothy so there was a sharing of people and resources and mentorship. And again, this entire letter is sort of a thank you note for this amazing financial gift that the Philippians have given to support Paul and his ministry. Philippians 4.19 says, And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. And last week, Tyler reminded us that God is infinite and he gives us what we need. But sometimes, sometimes those needs can even be met through each other, right? Generosity and caring can also start with us, that we, are, we can be the ones to give to one another. And this letter to the Philippians showed us the importance of taking on Christ's example of humility and thinking of others as better than ourselves. 
Paul writes in chapter 2, 2 through 4, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. And then he says in 2 verses 14 through 16 that we should do everything without grumbling or complaining. That's hard for me sometimes. <laughs> and when we do things without grumbling and complaining, we will shine like lights. So our unity and this act of preferring one another over ourselves, that's a witness of who Jesus is to the rest of the world. And that brings me to the last theme I have for us today in the book of Philippians. Number three, focus on what matters most. Paul writes in chapter 3, verses 7 through 9, and this is similar to what Karen read in Acts. Paul writes, Whatever gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What's more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake I've lost all things. I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ and be found in him. Not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith. Knowing Jesus is better and more important than anything else. Amen. It's our reason for being. And Paul knows that there are some people there in Philippi who will try to lead these people astray and get them to focus on things that are not essential. Doesn't that happen to us sometimes? We can focus on things that aren't essential. We can lose our vision of who Jesus is. So Paul says to watch out for these people and these messages, to beware of them and to remind ourselves of what matters most, and that is to be found in Christ. Paul writes from prison, but he writes with joy because he tells us in chapter 1 that his imprisonment was an opportunity to advance the gospel. The whole palace guard, everybody, they all know why he's there and that he's in chains because of Christ. In verse 14 of chapter 1, he says, Because of my chains, most of the brothers and sisters here have become confident in the Lord and dare all the more to proclaim the gospel without fear. He wants the Philippians to have the same kind of confidence. And I think that applies to us too. So if we're to focus on what matters most, and that's being found in Christ, and focus on the gospel, I think Paul leaves us with a key at the very end of his letter where he lists for us what, what we can think upon to be more like Jesus. In Philippians 4, verse 8, he writes, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, Think about such things. And Paul continues in verse 9 to say, Whatever you've learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice. And the God of peace will be with you. We're to put into practice what we learn. 
And so, those are the three things that I saw here in Philippians um, this morning that we are to remember that Jesus isn't done with us yet. That we are to live in unity and care for one another with generosity and love. And that we're to focus on what matters most. And I think back to just that being torn between heaven and earth and that the Lord has more for us. And I think that it's fitting that this morning we're going to end our service with one more worship song. Um, I can invite the worship team back up right now. I think that it's fitting that this last song we're going to sing today is about how amazing it is that Jesus will come again and that one day we will all worship him together singing, holy, holy, holy is the Lord. Um, that it's okay, maybe even good for us to be homesick because it reminds us of what's most important. And that's that there's a whole world around us that needs Jesus too. So we can be homesick for heaven and we can imagine that day. Today, that's what we're going to do as we sing this song. We're going to imagine that the beauty of that day when we're all together in his presence. Um, but until that day, we can have great joy and we can focus on what matters, knowing and sharing Jesus. We can be united and care for one another. And we can remember that there's more ahead. Philippians 1, 6 says, He who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. So let's sing about that day of Christ Jesus together. And Lord, we pray that we would always be reminded that there's more ahead for us here on this earth and that in the hardships of this life, we can look forward to eternity with you. Thank you, Lord, for being our home. We bring you our joy. We worship you this morning. Amen.